Hashtag SAFMBTH. 0614104107. That's our voice note line. You can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin Simpia. And our studio line is 086-000-2032. we in conversation next with the Dr. Shahida Omar, um, director at the Teddy Bear Clinic. The video of the Dalai Lama kissing and asking a boy to suck his tongue has caused outrage across the world, sparking another discussion on safety of children, especially in the hands of religious figures. The incident happened at a temple in India in February after the young boy asked uh, to hug him. The Dalai Lama is the holiest figure in the Tibetan Buddhism. He has since apologized in a statement saying he often teases people he meets in public. Dr. Shahida Omar now joining us on the line. Dr. Omar, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. When you first saw the video, what went through your mind? Well, it was actually not only disappointing, it was shocking for somebody of this caliber. The Dalai Lama is revered throughout the world. He has a long-standing history. And to engage and, you know, conduct himself in such an inappropriate manner is unacceptable. Yes, it is acceptable to tease, to play, uh, to engage with children in a joking manner. But this is inappropriate. It's not something that one would you know, treat lightly or speak lightly to. So it was, it was quite uh, disappointing and quite a surprise to see a man of this stature who is so revered across the globe, whom people actually look up to and he's an icon and legendary. Mm-hmm. So in the in, in, in the in the statement um, that he has issued, he says, oh, well, I guess um, this is his admin saying it. The video clip has been circulating that shows a recent meeting when a young boy asked His Holiness, uh, the Dalai Lama, if he could give him a hug. His Holiness wishes to apologize to the boy and his family as well as uh, his many friends across the world for the hurt his words may have caused. His Holiness often teases people um, he meets in an innocent and playful way, even in public and and before cameras, he regrets. Um, he regrets the incident. And um, my my first concern here, uh, Dr. Omar, is that um, this statement was issued today. Um, the incident actually happened in in February, and I asked myself Absolutely. what happened in between that yes, space. Uh, that is the question I have. Not question. There's a like question and question mark. Mm. Why now, after such a lengthy period? Surely, when. Uh, that, uh, you know, action was conducted. He realized there and why now such a lengthy period, such a long delay in responding to that. And, of course, apologizing to the family and to the young uh, boy concerned. Uh, that does leave a lot to be answered. Uh, and, of course, I think when, you know, you say that he's playful, but playful to a certain degree. We do not transgress boundaries. This is definitely transgressing a boundary which one does not cross into. It definitely blurs the boundaries into absolutely uh, inappropriate sexual conduct. That is sexual conduct, which is not a playful thing and it's not to be treated lightly. And, And the other thing about it, Dr. Omar, is that, of course, there are adults in the room. Um, and there are people perhaps that um, the Dalai Lama as well uh, respect and who respect him 
I'm wondering whether anyone in the room said that what you did was inappropriate. Um, maybe you should apologize immediately instead of waiting until this particular moment. And of course, the statement is in response to the outrage that is caused by the video, which wasn't there in February, but has only surfaced now. Indeed. So in hindsight, realizing the impact, the outcome and the outcry as a result the response that's why we get you know that delayed response because immediately uh, maybe the, the belief and the hope was that it will not be noticed and it will be forgotten and disappear unfortunately the reality is there it cannot disappear and people witnessed it but this also brings into question where we've seen uh, bishops and archbishops and uh, you know islamic uh, religious leaders uh, and all sorts of different faith-based organized, uh, organization leaders uh, who are not exempted from the scourge of sexual violence or indecent acts. We've seen that across the globe. And I want to say once again that we must not be fooled by the fact that because once in an individual holds a certain position of power or reverence or whatever, that they cannot be... Uh, perpetrators. Unfortunately, it's the likes of you and me and the likes of the best of us that yeah. can be found to be in a, uh, guilty of such acts. Yeah. Then how do we approach this conversation also, Dr. Omar, because we are speaking here of the Dalai Lama, as you said, that somebody is very revered and somebody who is respected in the spiritual in the spiritual world as well. And amongst um, amongst people in general is that here is somebody who is entrusted with power and who is sitting in a position of power and a position of influence. And some people are saying that, but but there was nothing into it about it um there was no there was no um the, the intention behind it wasn't um w- 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 wasn't around the sexual abuse of a child or trying to exploit the child um sexually however though when you look at it it leaves a lot to be concerned about because at some point the the child is trying to pull back and you spoke now about boundaries and I feel like that could have been one of the signs where the child was trying to pull back but the Dalai Lama held him by his chin and then pulled him back as he was sticking his tongue out. So indeed, you know, you, you just raised the most important things, uh, the element of power, authority, status, a position held by somebody and the child with holding, trying to withdraw but unable to, as is the case in, you know, in, with many children and, and people in these kind of situations where they find they cannot actually withdraw. But I think we need to also appreciate that even if the intention was not to hurt or harm or to violate uh, because it was done in a public uh, sphere, so the Dalai Lama might have felt that it's an innocent gesture and mm-hmm. playful and teasing. I think, as I said before, um, crossing the line when we go beyond a certain point, that cannot be taken lightly or it's not considered playful. Uh, we understand and that the trauma it may have inflicted on this child, the fact that it's gone viral. Now, the secondary victimization where people can identify the victim could also subject the child to further trauma and his family yeah. to further trauma. And the fact that, you know, you mentioned something important that people did not speak up or maybe they spoke behind the scenes. We cannot confirm that it's pure conjecture and speculation. 
However, some form of uh, um, you know action should have been taken there and then, where the admin people or whoever the spokespeople are to say that this was regrettably an act which was uh, you know spontaneous and in hindsight. The Dalai Lama regrets this kind of conduct and would like to apologize personally to the child, to the family, to everybody that witnessed it. Because what I want to bring to your attention as well, a person of that stature, you know, uh, he's an icon, a role model. And what he, uh, you know, his actions uh, demonstrated was actually like normalizing this kind of behavior, which cannot be normalized. I think that's what we need to understand and appreciate here. The gravity, the sensitivity, and the impact thereof. Sure. I can only imagine what this child is going through now, him. Mm. Because the video is is out there as well, um, without his face being blurred out. There are many videos that are doing the rounds, of course, on, on social media. But what should the approach then be of adults in the room? And now, speaking about adults in the room, this is me also on radio. This is you perhaps sitting well, in your office, somebody sitting in the yes. car. So it's everybody's responsibility to, to ensure the safety. You mentioned something safeguarding, child protection, which is key and critical, that whoever has even uh, heard about this or who have been witness or privy to this need to stand up and speak out and actually speak to the fact that it's inappropriate, it's unacceptable, this kind, kind of conduct cannot be tolerated. There must be zero tolerance for this kind of conduct. Do, do, making, do, children aware, making children aware that they have rights and that adults, other adults, each and every one of us has a responsibility to ensure the safety and protection of each and every child. Dr. Omar, you deal with a lot of cases involving the violation of children. In this particular incident, um, of course, the Dalai Lama saying that or the statement that was issued was that there was no intention um, to, to hurt. Um, but is it a criminal act at all? Would it qualify? Well, it is inappropriate, of course. You know, uh, we know that children uh, who feel helpless, hopeless, powerless, which was what we can see in this situation, and the child would have the right to actually go and lay a charge, of course, to prove that beyond reasonable doubt in a criminal case, it's got to be 99.9% to prove that it was a criminal offense. But we know that act of grooming where there's, you know, a transgression of boundaries and making a child feel very special, that constitutes a criminal offense. So it could, it could, it would hold a weight in court, but one needs to prove that, yes. Thank you so much for your time, Shahida Omar, Dr. Shahida Omar, rather, uh, Director at the Teddy Bear Clinic.